1: Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The psalmist said, The Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel for his special treasure. In Bible times, there were no banks, so treasure was hidden in the fields rather than in the house. For example, the man in the parable of the talents, who did not use his talent for his master, hid it in the ground. But the problem of hiding treasure in the ground is that the owner of the treasure might suddenly die without revealing to his children where he had buried it. If a hired man working in a field stumbled on hidden treasure, he would have to give it to the owner of the field. The only way that he could possess it would be to say nothing about it and then to purchase the field. Usually, the only way he could do that would be to sell everything he had. In the parable Jesus told, this is what he did. He paid the ultimate price to buy the treasure hidden in the field. As I mentioned earlier, Israel is God's treasure. Moses said to them, You are a holy people to the Lord your God, and the Lord has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the people who are on the face of the earth. This is Set Free with Ken Legge.
0: And thanks for joining us. It's Phil here, along with author and pastor Ken Legg. And we're looking at advancing the kingdom this week. And welcome, Ken. And the parable Jesus shared about the treasure hidden in the field, would you say that the treasure is a reference to Israel?
1: Yes, I would. Uh, God often refers to Israel as his treasure. I gave a couple of quotes earlier on. Uh, here's another one. God says, Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you will be to me a special treasure above all people, for all the earth is mine. Uh, remember, at the end of the Old Testament, God says about Israel, They shall be mine on that day that I make up my jewels. Now, never once in 21 New Testament epistles is the word treasure used of the church, surprisingly. Now, I think the way that we can look at that, Phil, is that the fact that God has two elect peoples who are precious in his sight. And through these two peoples, he's going to manifest his inexhaustible riches of grace and glory. So these two distinct chosen groups, one is the treasure hidden in the field. That's the nation of Israel. And the other is the pearl of great price, and that's the church One is an earthly body, if you like, has an earthly destiny. The other is a people with a heavenly calling or citizenship or inheritance. It's quite interesting that the first parable was the one about the treasure, the second about the pearl. And, of course, the gospel is to the Jew first and then to the Greek or Gentile. Mm. So, therefore, the hidden treasure in the field, the symbol of Israel is given before the pearl, which is the figure of the church. Can
0: you imagine the guy you mentioned earlier finding the treasure in the field, the servant? Yeah, yeah. And how would you? What would you do? You imagine yourself in that situation, you know. I can just see the the glint in his eye and saying, "Right, how can I buy this?" Yeah, you know, that's how God sees Israel, the treasure, and it's quite amazing how He had His hand
1: upon Israel. Over the last 2,000 years, you look at the history, even recent history. Yeah, the parable starts with the treasure hid in the field, and then the Old Testament begins with Israel hidden in a field, in the wilderness. God found them in the wilderness and brought them to himself. But then when Jesus comes along, he finds Israel now as a nation, but that nation rejects him, and so therefore they're scattered amongst the nations of the earth. And we call that the dispersion, and that's where they're hidden now. We could say hidden, but not forgotten. In fact, in recent times, of course, God has actually called them forth out of those nations and brought them back to the land of
0: Israel. Yeah, quite incredible. And you mentioned that God has two elect people, Israel and also the church. So the next parable, which is the one about the pearl of great price, refers to the church.
1: So yeah, yeah. let's explore that. Well, the diamond, of course, today is the supreme uh, you know, stone amongst the precious stones. But back in those days, it was the pearl. And uh, in fact, pearl merchants were travelers. This man went seeking for a pearl, and when he found it, he esteemed it of such value that it was worthy of giving up everything he had. Mm. And the church is just like that. You just think about the the pearl for a moment. Uh, Unlike any other precious stone, it's the product of a living organism. Mm. You think about that. The story of how it's formed is beautiful. Uh, It's produced actually as a result of an injury to an oyster. A grain of sand or a parasite intruder enters and Pierces the side of the oyster, and the oyster surrounds this invading presence by secreting mother of pearl, or it's a slimy substance called nacre. Uh, it releases thin layers of this substance until gradually, layer by layer, the pearl is formed. So you could say, out of much suffering, an object of beauty and great value is produced. The offending particle becomes the pearl. Of great price. And, and talk about God using
0: things that we might think is unlikely. Most, yeah. A lot of people, I'm not one of them, but a lot of people would turn their nose up at oysters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind <laughs> oysters myself. But, you know, who would think that
1: out of an oyster could come something so beautiful? I know. God's fascinating in just, um, you know, using these things to illustrate just how precious we are. And here's the thing is, you know, that which intruded and harmed it ultimately is clothed with beauty and covered with the very comeliness of the one that it injured, and in a similar way, we were the ones that caused Christ's death because of our sin. But we became that pearl of great price. It's quite an amazing picture, isn't it? Yeah, the the pearl actually is an object um, that is formed slowly and gradually. That's another thing I think that we need to remember here and remark upon. A pearl does not come into existence in a single day. There's a tedious process, you could say, of waiting while the pearl is being slowly but surely formed. And uh, the church might grow numerically quick. You know, we looked at the mustard seed and we saw, it's, you know, just shot up, and all of a sudden becomes this great tree-like shrub. Well, okay, that might be in terms of quantity, but in terms of quality, the transformation is very gradual. That gives me very great encouragement. Phil, I'm <laughs> <about> you. <laughs> but sometimes we want it to be quicker than that, isn't it? Yeah. We, we lose sight of the fact that it is a process. I keep reminding people, it's a journey. It's a journey. <laughs> <laughs> it's a marathon, not a sprint. That's right. Um, but of course, the analogy doesn't end there. Um, the Bible says that the merchant actually deliberately set out to find this pearl. Unlike Israel, you know, it's like a, or the treasure was stumbled upon in the field. But we, uh, you know, the church, the Bible says that Jesus came to earth looking for the church. Mm. It reminds me of that picture when Isaac was, you know, at that stage where he needed a wife and Abraham sent. His servant out to find a wife. That's a great picture of God sending the Holy Spirit into the world to call a church out, a bride out, if you like, for his son.
0: Mm. Interesting thing about pearls. um, I had heard that they're the only gem that the unity can't be broken without actually destroying it.
1: That's right. You, You know, you take a diamond, you can cut it in two. The special tools, you can cut it in two. You've got two diamonds. Um, take some gold, same thing. You can divide it up into different smaller parts. Two bits of gold, yeah. both, both a whole in their own right. Yeah, but you try to do that with a pearl, <laughs> you'll end up with nothing. It just crumbles, and uh, it's completely destroyed. So a pearl is an incredible unity. You can't divide it, and that's the church. Uh, sometimes people talk about, you know, we need to be united. Well, we are united. The, the unity of the church is something which is internal rather than something that's manufactured. And we can't we can't divide ourselves; it's impossible. We are one organic whole. They're
0: beautiful things, pearls. I uh, recently went to a showroom in Sydney, actually, yep. uh, and saw where they make the jewellery, and uh, and they, these people specialize in pearls, and they're just fascinating to look at.
1: Yeah, and remember that back in those days, especially, and if not so today, uh, pearls were especially for the adorning of kings and, and monarchs. And uh, Paul says that we. Will come to know what are the riches of the glory of God's inheritance in the saints. We are God's riches, you know, we are His treasure, Mm. and He's adorned with the church, if you like.
0: Really brings alive that scripture that says we are His workmanship, you know, created for good works in Christ.
1: Yeah. All right, well, let's summarize today before we finish. Okay, well, we've looked at two parables, one of the hidden treasure, and we've seen that uh, that's consistently a reference to Israel. The church is never called the treasure of God, but Israel. On several occasions is called God's treasure And that treasure Just like in our little parable Hidden in the field scattered amongst the nation Buried in the nations of the earth But not forgotten God's special treasure Then the church uh, is of course The pearl of great price And uh, what a beautiful thing it is That God has two elect peoples And they're both dear and precious to him So precious that it cost him dearly To redeem them. Advancing
0: the kingdom, it's something we're all called to do. We'll continue our conversation on this tomorrow. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.